Hi, my name is Nikita Bhatt. I'm an ST4 urology trainee in East of England. I'm also a committee member in BURST, and this podcast is part of the BJUI BURST podcast series. I'm going to chat about the article published in BJUI in January 2020 on pharmacological interventions of treating chronic prostatitis and chronic pelvic pain syndrome, or Cochrane Systematic Review. This is an abridged version of a Cochrane review, including a summary of its main comparisons. The objective was to assess the effects of pharmacological therapies for CP. This was a systematic review, quite well conducted with comprehensive searches performed in July of 2019 using a number of search engines, including Medline, Ovid, Embase and other search engines. Randomized control trials were included regardless of the publication status or language of publication, assessing the effects of pharmacological interventions in men of all ages, regardless of social condition or ethnic origin, with CP, in accordance with type 3 prostatitis of the NIH classification. Primary outcomes of the review were prostatitis symptoms and adverse events, while secondary outcomes were sexual dysfunction, Um, urinary symptoms, quality of life, and depression and anxiety. The search returned 1,725 citations, including 99 studies, with 9,119 men having CP treated in an ambulatory care setting. The median age of the participants was 38 years. The common criteria for inclusion were participants undergoing DRE, urine cultures, with two or four glass tests to diagnose the CP. They excluded participants who had recently undergone prostate biopsy or surgery, participants with prostate cancer, the recent history of STI, and those who had concomitant neurological disorders or severe systemic disorders. Studies reported effects of the intervention on prostatitis symptoms using the NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index score. Other secondary outcomes relevant to the review were reported inconsistently. Only short-term outcomes were available for most comparisons. Risk of bias analysis showed that in the main outcomes of this review, only three studies had a low risk of bias, 23 studies had an unclear risk of bias, and remaining 70 had at least one domain with a high risk of bias. The results showed alpha blockers, the evidence about these drugs was uncertain on prostatitis symptoms when compared to placebo at short-term follow-up. However, they did increase adverse events such as dizziness and postural hypotension with little or no difference in the other secondary outcomes. Other medications such as 5-alpha reductase inhibitors like finasteride, anti-inflammation medications like corticosteroids and NSAIDs, traditional Chinese medicine, antibiotics like quinolones, phytotherapy including pollen extract, phosphodiesterase inhibitors, and mepartisan may reduce prostatitis symptoms compared to placebo, probably not associated with an increase in the adverse events. They overall resulted in little or no difference in the secondary outcomes. They also looked at botulinum toxin injections, and they found that intraprostatic injections may cause a large reduction in prostatitis symptoms, whereas pelvic flow muscle injections may not reduce these symptoms. These are not associated with an increase in adverse events, and there's no information on the other secondary outcomes. Other medications, such as allopurinol, anticholinergics, OM89, which is an E. coli lysate, pentosan, pregabalin, and tenuzumab, may result in little or no difference in the prostatitis symptoms and adverse events compared to placebo. Authors were uncertain about the effects of antidepressants on prostatitis symptoms and adverse events.
The authors hence concluded that based on the findings of low to very low quality evidence, the review found some pharmacological interventions such as alpha blockers, though may reduce prostatitis symptoms, they may cause an increase in incidence of minor events such as dizziness and hypotension. Other intervention may cause a reduction in prostatitis symptom without an increase in the incidence of adverse events, while others were found to be ineffective. In summary, this is a useful review for people managing chronic prostatitis and chronic pelvic pain syndrome. However, clinicians need to use caution while interpreting the results because of the high risk of bias. Thank you and I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast.